Welcome to Get Unstuck. Move forward with your life with Jason Hopkins. Over the next hour, you will be given valuable tips and tools you can use to overcome what keeps you stuck. Now, here is Jason. Welcome to Get Unstuck, Move Forward With Your Life. I'm your host, Jason Hopkins. Thank you for joining us today. Get Unstuck Radio is inspired by my own journey of navigating this thing called life. More than a decade ago, I faced my own dark night of the soul, a painful chapter that robbed me of my mind, my money, and my way. After a series of catastrophic setbacks upended a lifetime of work, I was left with two choices, to end it all or to begin again. Fortunately, with a mustard seed of faith, I chose to walk forward with a new commitment to serve others. Over the last decade, I have faithfully worked to evolve the narrative of how the world sees mental health. By recognizing that everyone struggles, sometimes we all need new insight and a different perspective to see life more clearly. Not only is this show the birthplace of my own efforts to overcome life's challenges, but a safe space to meet other champions who, even after setbacks, still bravely show up to serve others. Get Unstuck Radio highlights the phenomenal people who have joined me along the way. It is a place to share their stories, which hopefully will spark inspiration in your own life. Together, we celebrate our individual capacity to move forward and get the lives we truly desire. Each week, a distinguished guest will share their own unique perspective about what it takes to move beyond stuck and achieve their truest potential. Regardless of where you are, I'm hopeful you will discover the inspiration and courage to make an impact in your own life. Let's get started. Today, I have my friend and colleague, Brian Evans, who is joining us. Brian is the president of Brian Evans Coaching and chief leadership officer for Apex Executive Solutions. He is a board-certified executive, leadership, and business coach and corporate consultant. Brian established his private practice in 2004, which is headquartered in Los Angeles with clients worldwide representing more than 50 business sectors in 10 countries on five continents. His most memorable client is the crown prince of a Middle Eastern kingdom, who he coached to create social reform programs despite a thousand years of Sharia law. For three decades as a consultant and nearly 20 as a coach, Brian has guided individuals and organizations, assisting them to achieve greater measurable outcomes, improve their lives and the lives of others, and inspire humanity to be, do, and live better. Brian holds a Master of Arts in Spiritual Psychology from the University of Santa Monica and an MBA in Finance from the University of Southern California Marshall School of Business. Brian, I'm so thrilled to have you here today for another episode of Get Unstuck Radio. Um, so as I'm reading your bio here, um, you, you've coached a, a Middle Eastern crown prince. Like right, that has right. to be a story. Like you can't leave <laughs> me hanging. Tell me the story before we jump into this. Oh, well, I, I will, uh, with, with the, uh, highest degree of, uh, confidentiality, of course. uh, given, given the individual involved. But first of all, Jason, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited for our conversation today. Um, what's going to come through. And I just know my intention is always to inspire and empower people uh, by virtue of every conversation I have. And my sense is that this conversation is going to arrive at the perfect time for one or many of your listeners. Um, so thank you for having me. Absolutely. So my 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 experience with the with the crown prince was such that um i had the opportunity to meet him uh when i was working at an organization uh that sponsored an event where he was one of the speakers and i was assigned to be in a, a green room area and 
he was there and and he wasn't surrounded by his entourage, which I found uh, interesting. And so I thought, well, when is the chance that ooh, when am I going to get the chance to have a conversation with a, right. with a royalty, a royal? And uh, and so I did. I introduced myself and, and I said, you know, tell me what what are the things that are most important to you that you feel like you're running into some obstacles with? And. Interestingly enough, he was very open about, well, here's what I'd really like to do. But, man, this is just so difficult with all of the inertia um, of all of this sort of historical obstacles. And and I asked a couple of questions. I knew I only probably had a little bit of time with him um, and and asked him a couple of questions. And from that made a couple of suggestions for them. A couple of hours later, after his presentation, he came to me and said, you know, that was really interesting what you what you mentioned. What would you think about X and Y? And so we had another two very small conversations. But in, by the end of it, he was grateful that you had someone who wasn't so deferential to his title that I couldn't have a conversation with him about what was most important to him and what were some of the things that were getting in the way. I and so that that was that was how that uh, that conversation originated. I checked in uh, probably about a year, year and a half ago, and he had actually uh, implemented some of the programs that were designed to support, uh, you know, women's empowerment in uh, in his kingdom. So I feel yeah. like I played a part in some life changing, uh, you know, global ripple effect there. And isn't that fantastic? And thank you for sharing that story, of course, with confidence. Um, you know, the reason I wanted to have you on the show is uh, being a master certified coach myself, you know, I often find coaching is one of those nebulous things that a lot of people can't unpack. And I think many people who are going through their normal course of life think that it's something that's not attainable, that's not achievable. It's for those people and and not me. Um, and I really thought you and I could have a thoughtful conversation around what coaching is, what it isn't, and and really how you've seen some of the success outcomes happen with clients in your life. I guess to get started, let's talk about what coaching is and what it isn't from your perspective. Sure. I, I think this is a, a, a very important conversation and, and also a very common conversation because in the world of coaching, there's uh, this field of misperception that uh, and that exists there. I remember uh, once when I had a conversation, one of my earliest conversations with a professional coach, and uh, this person said, well, I'm a coach. And I said, well, what sport do you coach? Because that, I think, for a lot of people is their frame of reference. The right. only time I've heard coaching is I hear about uh, about sports coaching, which is not far from the truth, but it is a little bit different than personal coaching, executive coaching, uh, things of that nature. But I think this, the most persistent misperception is that coaching is therapy or coaching is um, a, a aligned with uh, psychotherapy. And, and, and I understand the reasons why, because the field of coaching did actually evolve out of industrial psychology okay that there is a psychological uh, a, a a nucleus out of which the field of coaching evolved and so there's still this perception of okay well I'm speaking to someone I'm working through obstacles I'm working towards uh, towards a solution or an outcome these must be the same and I think that that's an important distinction for us to make is that coaching and therapy are different 
coaching is is taking what's present and moving towards the future, moving towards what it is that my intention is, what my vision is, etc. For sure. Uh, therapy is tends to be more retrospective and looking for root cause and working through that to bring me from the past to the present. And I'll throw a third one in there, Jason, which is okay. the other misperception is it's like consulting. Coaching is like consulting where I come in as the expert and I say, okay, I've, I've, I've analyzed what you have going on here. Here are the answers for you. And I think those three get misconstrued a lot. And so bringing it back simply to coaching is this. I have a conversation with you where I'm creating a space for you to get clear on what are the answers that are most important for you in what it is that you want to uh, create or attain. Okay. And I do that in the present moment. And that's what distinguishes it between either consulting where I'm providing the answers or therapy where we're looking retrospectively into what are the root causes. Right. And I know you work both with, you know, professionals and with individuals personally. I mean, naturally you're working with people either way, but tell me how that is different working with somebody professionally versus working with somebody personally. And then let's get a little more into who would be an ideal candidate for this if they're listening and have never considered coaching. Sure. So there are there are distinctions, but there's also a lot of commonality between personal coaching uh, and professional coaching in a corporate setting, business owner setting. But the mechanics themselves are the same. I coach individuals. I'm not coaching outcomes. I'm not coaching uh, strategies in and vacuum. It's coaching the person themselves to grow. So that's where the commonality is. If you listen to one of my executive coaching sessions and one of my personal coaching sessions, they would sound very, very, very similar. Okay. Because I'm coaching the individual. How can they grow so they can discover their own solutions in terms of what it is that's most important to them. Now, in a personal area, it tends to revolve around four or five different areas, their career, their finances, their health, their relationship, and then sometimes spiritual growth or personal development. And so we tend to be a much more personal experience, thus personal coaching. Right. Um, It's really the nucleus of what a lot of people tend, where they get stuck or where they struggle. 100%. 100%. And that's why those those five areas, if someone's coming to me, generally they feel stuck in one, but the growth that we work on affects all of them. So the 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 visual analogy that I that I uh, use is, well, if it's relationships or it's health or it's career or it's finances or it's personal growth, those are like the fingers on the hand. But we're going to do the work on the palm of the hand because then all of the fingers are going to grow and expand. So that's that's how that works in a personal area. Executives or business owners tend to come through a tend to come through some sort of a professional challenge or obstacle. But what I have to help them to recognize is that. The, the challenge or obstacle is just what it is. How you deal with it as an executive or a business owner is still the fingers on the palm. Okay. Let's do the growth work here. 
And then those problems become less monumental and more within your realm, within your possibility to say, okay, this is how I will deal with this differently than I would have when I was feeling stuck before. Got it. So I love that the work that you present, Jason, is get unstuck because a lot of times, not always, but a lot of times when people come to coaching, it's because there's a sense of some sort of a stuckness, stagnation, challenge, obstacle, whichever word we want to use for it. Right. And so they're looking for how I've tried myself individually to move through this and I feel like I haven't or I can't. And so they come to coaching not to have someone solve it for them, but to say, I'm going to lead, guide, and support you to discover new ways to move through this. And in that case, the coach is the trusted advisor in that space to support them in their forward movement. Well, and and, and like you, I also serve, you know, uh, individuals as well as professionals in my coaching work. And, And the word that I always resonate with in this work is it's about taking action. It's about moving from that place of stuckness to unstuckness, which is the very topic of this show. And, and not to get personal here, but if you reveal, how did you come to this work? Like, what was the, what were there, was there a catalyst or catalyst that really kind of brought this into the forefront of this is the path for you? I'll start by by quoting uh, Lisa Nichols. Lisa Nichols is a best-selling author. and. Right. I, I remember hearing her about a dozen years ago uh, speak from the stage, and she she made a statement that stuck with me to this day, and I frequently use it with my clients and frequently remind myself of it. She said, sometimes gifts come wrapped in sandpaper. <laughs> that the way forward or the way to often is fraught with this challenge, this struggle, this and and then with enough time and elevation we look back on it and say that struggle was the greatest gift that i could have possibly imagined right so my journey into coaching began with failure Uh, i was an executive for a uh, an organization many years ago and i was brought in to be the vice president of operations to lead this organization. Okay. And I hadn't, I didn't have the proper training support or maturity to really be in that role effectively. And so I did what I and many other people do, which is I just efforted as much as I can effort. Let me see if I can overcome this through effort. And it led to burnout on my part, and it led to a breakdown in uh, confidence on the part of the the president of the organization. And so 18 months later, I was fired. And it it was enough of a, a world-shaking experience that I had time to sit back and go, okay, what would have made a difference? And fortunately, around that time, I started working at an organization, Franklin Covey, and I got the chance to meet uh, Stephen Covey. Okay. And... What Covey shared helped me to recognize that the the thing that would have made a difference was if I had had coaching. Now, to that point, I didn't have a sense of what coaching was. But at that point, I recognized, oh, coaching is someone who can lead, guide, and support me through a growth process so that I can grow into my potential and help me to navigate all of the challenges along the way. And I think that that's the commonality of what coaching is, whether it's personal or executive, is someone to lead, guide, and support 
me in navigating into my potential. Well, and it sounds like it. you serendipitously were guided into this work. And, and, and the reality is, I think, you know, what I often find is the key determinant in people being successful in coaching or really anything in life is, are you willing to do something differently with commitment and consistency? And that could be as simple as a very simple step or something far heavier of a lift. But mm-hmm. I, too, like you, come to this work from a very... I'm going to call it a painful place because me, for me, it was complete hell, but I can reflect back. And now I love what Lisa said about your gifts are often wrapped in sandpaper. You know, I often say if I hadn't been there, I wouldn't be here. Mm -hmm. And what I find myself telling people a lot is what's meant for you will not pass you by. And, And I believe that there becomes these decision points. And often for people like you and I who go on to help serve other people it comes from this painful place that I will say gives you wisdom in quotes um, <laughs> to be able to serve others from this sense of deep knowing. And, and frankly, in my own world, that has allowed me to be able to show up and, and serve more authentically because, and, and maybe for you, I understand what you're going through. Even if I don't understand your unique circumstance, right. I know what it is like to be in concrete boots and not know how to move forward. One hundred percent. I couldn't agree with you more. And it's it's the interesting thing is, and perhaps this is true for you, but it was true for me is that I for many years, I held back on telling my my struggle, my my struggle stories or my failure stories. Right. But the more that I started to embrace them and tell them, the more I had people connect with me and say, "Okay, yeah, I've, I've had in a resonant experience. It may not be the same experience, but. And I actually now trust you more because I recognize that you have had a failure setback and comeback in your life. And that's where I am. I'm either at the failure stage, the setback stage, or I'm preparing for my comeback. And you will understand what that process is like and can lead me through it. I I love that. Let's take a quick break. And I want to come back and pick up on that because I do think this shared experience is a really great way to build connection. We'll be back in two minutes. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Stuck in a state of being that holds us back from creating the life we truly desire. Regardless of your own blocks or limitations, imagine an easier way to get unstuck and move forward with your life. On this show, Jason Hopkins shares his practical next right step approach that will move you toward the life you really want. You too can be steps from getting the abundance, love, support, and fulfillment your heart desires. Get unstuck. Move forward with your life with Jason Hopkins. Tuesdays at 9 a.m. on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Do you dream about success but wonder how to get there? 
Hillary to Caesar and her guests will reveal how they relaunched into lives they only dreamt about. Their stories will inspire and surprise you and ignite your inner sparks. The Relaunch, Thursdays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Welcome back to the show. If you have a question for Jason or his guests, join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now back to the show with Jason. And welcome back to Get Unstuck Radio. I'm your host, Jason Hopkins. And today I have the incredible coach, Brian Evans, with us. And just before the break, Brian, we were talking about you know, this connection point from shared experience, specifically shared experience around struggle, you know, and and having worked in mental health for the better part of the last decade, I recognize in my own sharing of stories and experience, it is amazing to me what people will come up and share with you about their own, you know, journey in life. And, And often some of the most painful, deepest things that they'll reveal to you just because you've shown up to be vulnerable and share your own story. Have you found that in in the work that you do in in as a connection point among us? Absolutely, Jason. Um, I we all have this innate need uh, to be heard, listened to, seen, understood, acknowledged, whatever the terminology is. And it's a basic human need. It's part of our uh, of our you know evolutionary psychology. And but that's counterpointed by this sense that failure equals shame, and so it should be something hidden, unacknowledged, uh, you know, divested, uh, repressed. And yet, when you or I hear someone share a story authentically. Now, there's right. a very important piece here. Authentically share a story, as I said, of breakdown, you know, and then setback, comeback. We become inspired and we become empowered to reveal our own stories, first to ourselves, then to others. Because what it does is it gives us permission to say, you know, failure is is the learning fuel for what's next. Like we were talking about earlier, it's with enough time and elevation, I can look back at that and say, that was a gift. But in the moment, it's too painful. And so let's push it down. Let's push it away. So as I was sharing, when, when I began to tell my story, and I will call it a failure story, I think we can destigmatize that word failure. Because guess what? The first time we all tried to walk, we failed. And yet we're all going to fail at something. We're all going <laughs> to fail. That's the most basic building block is failure, adaptation, growth, learning, and then progress. But we, as we, frankly, as we grow older, I mean, you, babies fall down, they cry, they get up, they try it again. But as we grow older, we start to internalize it more as, well, this failure was somehow either a permanent failure or something that I should be ashamed of. 
And so I have become, and, and many of the other coaches that I know are moving into the spaces where we become to very authentically share our stories, especially our stories of failure, because in that authenticity, we give permission for someone else to connect with us. It's an invitation for them to connect with us. And they do on a much deeper level than if they're posturing and saying, oh, I've never had a failure and I'm a success. I just need some help with X, Y, and Z. That That's not rewarding coaching for them or for me because right. we know there's more going on. So yes, building that bridge, building that connection uh, to the piece of them that wants to be seen, wants to be heard, wants to be recognized, wants to be acknowledged in both their successes and their failures. You know, and I'm thinking of a quote, and I don't know if it's a quote, but it's words I've heard Brene Brown say before that shame can't live in the light. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and when you talk about the the things that many of us are, I'm going to use the word shamed or ashamed of that live in in the dark, um, you know, it it really, this work becomes invitational to get what's living inside of you out. And, you know, it, it's funny, and I've shared here on this, the, this show before, I myself had a very painful journey that built me in to the man that I am today and, and recognizing, and it was literally until last year, Brian, I spent the better part of a decade hating many parts of that story mm-hmm. and was mm-hmm. so ashamed about it. And, you know, just the, the painful pieces of it that were kind of collateral damage that hung on. And there was something that shifted last year. And, and I don't know what specifically it was actually, um, but it came to me like, how can you hate the story that built you? Mm. You know, I am who I am today because of what happened to me. And, and again, I, I don't want to go through it again. I wouldn't wish it on anybody, but it does lead me to the next place I'd love for us to go. And and this is a, a, a question that I'm just curious about that I've asked a lot of people over the years is, do you think somebody has to hit rock bottom to be able to make progress or change in their lives? I don't think they have to, but I think a lot of people wait until they do. Um, we, we have a, we tend to have a pretty high capacity for tolerating pain until we get to a point where there's no other choice but to make a different uh, decision. Uh, you know, the analogy of, 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 which is a terrible analogy, but it's an analogy that's common, which is, the, you know, the, the boiling the frog in water, is that it happens over time. Right. Uh, and to the point where we're not even aware that we're boiling in our own, in whatever our own pain is. And I think that that is, common for a lot of people. And and I think that that's one of the areas that I know I and other coaches, you as well, are are helping people to recognize that you do not have to hit rock bottom to bounce. That you can at any point say, I'm simply not where I want to be. And is there a different direction in that I can take? Is there a different way? And the answer is yes. Um, And but sometimes it, it really is the, that someone has to sort of hit that bounce point. Um, you know, Les Brown and, and, and a speaker, author, et cetera, talks about, you know, if I'm going to if I'm going to fall, let me land on my back, because if I can if I can look up, I can get up and that becomes the key <laughs> to my comeback. And so I think optimistic I, 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 outlook. 
It is. It is. But I so so I, I I absolutely don't want to in any way impose a judgment on someone who waits until they hit that that breakdown point, that bounce point, because there are likely listeners, uh, part of your audience who are right now teetering on the edge of that that desperation of of hitting rock bottom. And I will tell them it is completely okay that you have gotten to where you are right now and there is hope for you to move forward there are others that may be teetering or maybe in a free fall right now to recognize that you do not have to wait until you hit to that point find someone to support you in a way that you need to shift the trajectory there but i want to go back to one thing that you mentioned jason because i think i feel it's really important for for your audience you talked about um, thank you for sharing a bit about your your journey. And you said, I don't know what happened, but something shifted in the last year. And I think one of the through the lens of shame, what I was saying earlier about there, there's this this pushing down this repression that happens because we don't want it. We have shame around a particular event or incident. We don't want to feel that. We don't because shame itself brings more shame that I'm feeling shamed about something that I experience. And so I push it and push it and push it. But until there's some sort of a transmutation okay. of the relationship to that experience, it'll remain operating. It's like an app that's running in the background that is operating and it's and it's coloring every decision and action that we make. Right. The key that I uh, that I learned, and, and especially through the lens of spiritual psychology, is forgiveness is the key. Self-forgiveness is the key to transmuting that experience. Now, the, the self-forgiveness may be an, an active process of self-forgiveness, or it could be, I'll propose this possibility for you, Jason, at one point somewhere, unconsciously, you forgave the experience that you were having and it transmuted in a way that allowed you to break free into your next evolutionary step. I can tell you, um, and, and there's two words that you've used recently that I think are really critical for anybody that's listening. It's forgiveness and hope. Those yes. are two really, really powerful words when you talk about transforming your life. But I can tell you what shifted for me. It was through the process of doing hypnosis specifically around building confidence that started clearing the path to recognize you've spent a decade, dude, hating this story. And the fact of the matter is, is everything you are today builds upon the, the 40 plus years that brought you to this place. And it was, it was kind of this seminal moment just to be able to step back and recognize that how can you help others and be in conflict where you hate yourself for something that you're helping other people break through on. And again, I'm I've I've been pretty effective at the work I do for a long time, so I continue to show up and do the work, but I think the reason I share this so openly is I think it's important for people to recognize when you select somebody to help you with whatever you're struggling with, you're also choosing a human that is having a human experience. Absolutely. And as humans, even if you've ascended to do this work to help others and you show up and serve in a way that may help people have transformation in their own lives, it is still an active process that you're doing in your own life if you're doing the work right. So I, I want to affirm for anybody that's listening that if you, you've danced on the edge of wanting to do some work and you've not really jumped into it, 
you know, there's not a perfect place to start this. I don't think there needs to be an expectation about what the outcome is. It really starts with a willingness to lean in and to show up, like showing up is 95% of it. And then choosing what are the things that you're willing to do with commitment and consistency. You know, if you have that, plus you have that hope piece that we talked about a minute ago, Mm -hmm. like, I really think any of us have the capacity to achieve the lives that we're meant to have. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. And we, we all know, every single one of us know someone who has struggled through something that is unfathomable to us. And yet they have made it through or they're in the process of making it through. And that is because there is this energy of hope on the other side of it, of taking the one small action. Right. It's it, it may be just taking a breath in the midst of struggle that feels that feels unbearable. And that breath may be the first step towards transforming that entire experience. So it doesn't have to be this very large, very uh, symbolic. Now I'm beginning my journey. You're already on your journey. This right. is part of your journey and you'll continue on your journey. And there will be a time in the future where you will look back with time and elevation and say, that was a difficult period of my life, whether it was a moment or a decade. And I went through that to arrive to where I am now. Keep moving, keep breathing. Well, and frankly, for me, it has kind of bolstered my feeling of being able to know that I have a resiliency I never could have imagined. I mean, if you had told me before everything that went down went down, I would have been like, there's no way I could live through that. And I think as humans, we are wired to move forward and to move through, you know, and I'm not going to say with ease and grace always because that's not the case, but but the fact of the matter is, is is we are resilient. Yes. yes. Even when we don't feel like we are. Well, I think we've certainly seen that in the last several years, haven't we? I mean, we uh, in since 2020, That's- where there's this global and and I've shared with shared this with others that this was likely the first experience in decades that was a global experience where. There was not one corner of the world where life was not disrupted. And disrupted simply means there's a rhythm that I'm accustomed to, and then that rhythm is interrupted, and now I have to rediscover a new rhythm. And and so amazing resiliency came out of each individual's specific circumstances to say, I, I need to be different. I need to be, do, and act differently. And that is the key to take away from this experience is I can do that. Not when I'm forced to. I mean, I can do it when I'm forced to, but I can actually also do it when I'm not forced to, when I choose to. And so the difference between force and choice in this case is what I'm I'm invoking resilience in my own life to create the changes that I want to move from where I am to where I want to be. 
Well, and and I love that when when you talk about the the experience, the shared collective experience that we've all had, and then also the recognition that each person in that shared experience had their own experience. Yeah. So I think when we talk about the collective suffering, it is much different than individual suffering or struggle. And and the fact of the matter is, is some people thrive through that experience and others did not, and that's okay. Wherever you are, you were. Um, you know, you are, you are built from that experience, but you know, the word that you used a second ago that I think is so powerful that I think many of us forget is that we have this incredible power of choice. You know, I don't think change happens over a long course of our lifetime. I think it actually happens in a moment. There may be a lot of things that are precipitous and lead up to people taking change, but I think the decision to change happens in a moment, and that starts with making a different choice. Agreed. Many of us have the capacity to choose differently in a moment. Well, I think in the moment, there's a catalyst that occurs. Something occurs. Um, my hope for everyone is that catalyst is a positive catalyst, but oftentimes it's not a positive catalyst. Right. It's a difficult catalyst. It's a it's a diagnosis. It's a um, sudden event that I am forced to make a change, and I do have a choice, even when the moments where I feel like I don't have a choice. What I and 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 you and others who coach want to encourage people to do is. Discover that choice as early as possible so that it truly is something that I step fully into as opposed to something that by circumstance I feel like I'm being forced into. Well, and and in different words, it's happening through you, not to you. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Exactly right. Exactly right. I am so grateful for this conversation. We're going to take a quick break, and I want to jump back into it when we uh, are back. Give us two minutes. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. You need to live up to your full potential. You've heard that for years, but now there's a channel to help you get there. Introducing the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Our listeners have told us that they want to be motivated, hear about success stories, and positive encouragement around the clock. And we've responded to you. The Voice America Empowerment Channel is the home of the world's top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success experts. Listen to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's here at voiceamericaempowerment.com. The White House doctor makes house calls. Listen every week for House Calls with Dr. Connie Mariano. Dr. Connie has served as the White House physician under three U.S. presidents. Now she joins the Voice America Empowerment Channel to help you enrich yourself physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Our guests will include professionals from a variety of fields who will bring you tips that you can apply to your own life. Listen for House Calls with Dr. Connie every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 
It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Welcome back to the show. If you have a question for Jason or his guests, join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now back to the show with Jason. Welcome back to Get Unstuck Radio. I'm your host, Jason Hopkins. And today I've got the incredible coach, Brian Evans, with me. And before the break, we were uh, uh, getting philosophical about the meaning of life and all the mysteries that we could unpack there. But to bring us back to our topic, Brian, um, coaching is the topic that we're talking about today. And you're a phenomenal personal and professional and executive coach. Let, let's talk about the practicalities of somebody that's listening that's maybe never tried coaching and wants to consider that, A, how would they find somebody? Where would they start? It's a great question. And I'll start by saying when I first became aware of and then subsequently involved in coaching uh, back in the mid-90s, coaching was still, as an industry, uh, in its infancy. It was still relegated to the highest levels of corporate leadership. And it it had come out of, as I said, the uh, uh, industrial psychology and organizational development worlds, and it was still reserved for, uh, you know, the, the, the C-suites. What's happened over the last 25 years is that there's what has been coined as the democratization of coaching, which is that coaching has expanded and, uh, and, and come present to where Anyone can find a coach at any particular expertise level, specialty level, price point, et cetera. So I'll, I'll share for your audience that the greatest thing about the last the evolution of coaching over the last 25 years is you can find a coach that is available to you to meet you where you are. Right. Your level of consciousness, what it is you want to work on uh your your budget for a coach and especially in the last you know dozen years with the rise of different coaching apps and and uh different coaching sites those are so coaching is for everyone now and i could say that very confidently today that that perhaps a dozen or 15 years ago i couldn't quite make that same statement with confidence so I want everyone to know if you are looking for a coach, there is a coach that is there for you. It may take some legwork on your part, but you have never had more options to have someone lead, guide, and support you um, as you have in the past. And what would you think a great starting point is for somebody? I love the accessibility and do agree with you that coaching is accessible. And I find myself, I'm, I'm reflecting on a call that I had with, with my oldest friend this morning, um, you know, about... Uh, a shared experience of another friend that we have that is looking for a therapist. And I found myself saying, knowing some context around the conversation and the need, I was like, well, what they really need is a divorce coach. And, you know, we had this conversation around, you know, again, there are coaches for everything to your point that you made. If somebody's listening and doesn't really know where to begin, I'm, I I know Google's a a fabulous resource, but (laughs) where does somebody start and how do you, how do you, how do you begin that process? Well, I think at, at its most basic, yes, Google is your friend. Uh, just it, I'll take the example that you shared, Jason. If someone is considering a divorce coach, just Googling divorce coach, 
uh, will give them a sense of what's out there. And a lot of coaches, myself and others, we put free content on our website so that because we're here to serve. Right. So maybe reading through someone's blogs to see if you like what they have to say, that may be enough to just give you that first start in a direction of making a shift or a shift in trajectory in one area of your life. Um, the other thing is, you know, there there are all of the social sites. Uh, again, same process. You're simply searching for uh, executive coach, relationship coach, health coach. Um, there are there are organizations that will come up that have a whole host of coaches dedicated to a specific specialty. So there there's an organization that has health coaches right. uh, that that. Once you go in there, you can look through the specialties. But it, I, I think that those are sort of the starting points to get a sense of what it is that each coach offers that may be able to just begin to break free some of the stuckness that I'm experiencing. Okay. Then it, as I become more aware of, you know, what would be really valuable is to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with someone. Then what you're looking for is what is this person's style? What is the language that they use? Does it resonate for me? And then just reach out. Most coaches, myself and others will offer uh, a, a conversation with you at no cost to you just right. to see if we're fit to work together. So just start reaching out to coaches and say, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about shifting one area of my life. I like what you had to say in your blog or on your site. Can we set up a time to have a conversation and see if we might be a match to work together? Well, I'm glad you said that because, you know, I, I was definitely thinking most coaches will give you some sort of free intro call, you know, just to see if you're a good fit for them and that they're a good fit for you. And and I encourage anybody who's listening to go into that call with intention, have a couple of questions, be specific about what it is that you're wanting and you're looking for. I think the fruit you're going to get out of that call is going to be better if you have, you know, put some effort and energy into what it is that you're seeking and looking for. And most importantly, I think when you start any relationship, whether it's therapy or coaching, find somebody that feels resonant for you. Like, do Absolutely. you like their voice? Do they seem attentive and interested? And are there some questions or credentials that they need to have that you believe to help you? And if they don't, is there a question to let them explain why they're a fit for you as a coach? Um, you know, again, I think the the days of assuming that we just have to go and sit in a chair and and dump our feelings out and expose ourselves, you know, that is not the only path to healing. And again, therapy absolutely has a place and 100%. it is very different than what a coaching relationship is. But, you know, I want to encourage anybody that's listening, that's considering it, it's your life. Yes. You know, you, you should move forward with getting the life and the experience that you desire. And if it starts with the first step of finding a coach, it starts with the first step of finding a coach. Absolutely. And and one, two additional things that I'll add to that, Jason. The first is for your listeners, your for your audience, recognizing that you don't have to know what that coaching call is going to be like, feel like how it's going to go. I, I, we, we have a tendency when we're stepping into something new or unfamiliar to want to know what the roadmap is. And in general, the coach themselves is very adept at leading individuals through this conversation. 
Right. It'll it, we we know what first conversations are like and we know how to create a space where it's valuable for you, even if you don't become a client, to have this period of time where, as I said earlier, listen to, recognize, acknowledged, seen, heard. Those are all parts of what when I and I'm sure you, Jason, when you create these initial conversations with, with someone, we're just here to give you as much support, service, and value as we can during that time, whether you become a client uh, of ours or not. But the second part that I wanted to share is someone may be saying, well, why why should you say I hire a coach? You know, can I do this myself? And the answer is yes, and. Yes, you can do a lot of growth work yourself, a lot of healing work, a lot of vision work, a lot of uh, coaching work, self-coaching work yourself. But the analogy that I use is many years ago, rather than finding a golf coach, I taught myself to play golf. Okay. Golf is a fairly simple, not easy, simple sport. You've got a club, you've got ball, you've got a hole with a flag, and you got a tee. Hit the ball with the club, get it in the hole. That's your that's the game of golf. I taught myself to play terrible golf. <laughs> terrible golf. Because I was I'm wondering like, how that went for ball, you because it requires tremendous skill. I'm going to get it in the hole. I played terrible golf. So please don't limit yours. Now, it was golf, but it was terrible golf. So it's easier. It's more enjoyable if you have someone who can lead you, guide you, and support you in growing your skill along the way. And that's what coaches do. We're not here to do it for you. We're not here to impress any agenda on you. We're here simply to lead, guide, and support you into growing into the things that are most important to you. So that's what I would offer in terms of why would I get a coach versus doing my doing it myself? I would say it's and. You do your own growth work and you have someone who can offer you hope, who can offer you experiences that you might see yourself in that will help you to accelerate growing in the areas where you want to grow. I love that. And I'm going to add somebody that will hold you accountable to the goals that you guys decide and set for you. You know, that that's a tricky one. That's tricky. Accountability is tough. Accountability is a tough and a lot of people, I, I would say kind accountability is how I would show it. <laughs> yes, I because because it's not accountability to me, it's accountability to you. Right. Because you and I both, listen, every single one of us, even us coaches, we say we're going to do things and then we back away from it. And so we're kind, we're holding the kind of accountability for our client for what they said they want to do for their lives. But yes, so accountability is absolutely a piece of it. I I just know some people have a thought like, you know, they're going to have the drill sergeant saying, you didn't do 20 push-ups, get down and do 20 push-ups. And that's not the energy you or I bring. Some coaches do. Uh, but, But that kind accountability is many of us, most of us have never or rarely had people who will lovingly hold us to what is our highest possibility. Right. And I, and I just want to affirm, I love, I love that you reframed the kind of kind accountability. I mean, for myself personally, you know, again, really it's your journey and it's about setting goals that you think you can achieve. And I always go back to those two words I shared earlier. What are the things that you believe you can do with commitment and consistency? 
Not what I think you can do, what you think you can do. Because there's nothing more frustrating than putting something on your list that you know you're half-hearted about doing. I mean, from, from my perspective, if you're not an 8, 9, or a 10 level of commitment in doing it, it's not on your list. Right, right, you know, right. And, and that has played out over the course of many years and many clients. And, and again, you decide. And, and I think it can be as small as I am committing to make this one different choice every day or something that's bigger that you're willing to commit to. And I think those things often build upon that. But, you know, really, I want to be resonant about the fact that coaching should be a process that is in tandem with you and your coach. And it should also support you in moving closer to the goals that you have. And recognizing that often, you know, I even think with my own coach, I'll go into something and ready to move at pace, I think. And there will invariably become something that comes up that is not, you know, reveals itself that I'm not ready to move at that pace or I need to do this work first. So go into it realizing that what you think may be the outcome is not actually the outcome, but it is all moving you forward. Absolutely. I I couldn't have said it better myself, but absolutely 100%. So Brian, is there anything that you would like to promote that you've got going on that you think our listeners should know about? And then how can they best get connected to you? Well, I, I think for your listeners and the recognition that there's three keys that they, that they can focus on to help themselves get unstuck. Um, one is to ask for help. Now, this is it sounds simple, very, it isn't easy for many people to ask for help, but there's always someone that that can help you get unstuck. And we talked about that in terms of finding coaching support. Um, I think the second key is to remember that success is both an inner and an outer game. If you're just setting goals, that's just one side of the coin. You just illustrated that. I thought I might was going to be working at a certain pace, and then I hit some sort of an inner obstacle that threw me off that pace. And I think the third piece, which we talked about earlier, is to recognize that growth only comes through learning and in many cases, failure. And so if we can destigmatize that and say, okay, I tried this way, it didn't work, or it's not working, let me shift my strategy, we can still hold the things that are important for us in our life and and, and still take actions, but we will just change the actions that we're taking. So there, how can our listeners get in touch with you? They can get in touch with me uh, through my website, uh, which is brianevanscoach.com. If you email brian at brianevanscoach.com, I'm going to send you uh, a a coaching strategy, um, three keys to changing the direction of your life. Awesome. and we'd love our listeners to, to subscribe to Get Unstuck Radio show pages. You can find us at Get Unstuck Radio on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Next week, we have another inspiring guest, Chris Felton, the author of Think and Grow You, How to Get Out of Your Own Way and Level Up Your Life. You'll not want to miss our conversation. Until next time, remember, every journey begins with the next step, and you too can be your own champion. Brian, I want to thank you for being here today. This was an incredible conversation, and... Um, I am grateful for you. Thank you so much. I'm grateful for you as well. To all of your listeners, keep going, keep breathing. Absolutely. Until next time, friends, we'll talk soon. Thanks for listening to today's show. We hope we've helped you identify how you can overcome the mental block that's been keeping you stuck. Until we talk again, we wish you a great week.